Welcome to the Cars and Caffeine Podcast. I'm Ken. I am Brandon. And today we have uh, another special episode. We have Tony from Arizona, um, a.k.a. Corrupt Mustang. Yes. He has this amazing build. Um, Welcome to the show. How's it Thanks going, Tony? So, Ferrari engine, twin turbo Ferrari engine. In a six, <laughs> Just right into it. Yeah, huh? <laughs> in a 68 Mustang. Where did you come up with that idea? I got to know. Um, Long story short on that, I guess, um, we were, we debuted a car at SEMA last year mm-hmm. and we've been, we've been competing in Battle of the Builders since the first time they did it at SEMA, uh, five years ago. Okay. And we've gotten close a couple times where they actually came and at least looked at the car. That's mm-hmm. a big deal because they don't actually go and look at very many of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We've, we've never been part of it. So I've had this Mustang for a long time and we were just we sat there basically all at SEMA kind of brainstorming and on the way home talking about it and we were we kind of went through a bunch of different engine choices and stuff because that's kind of what the stage of the car was it was ready for a drivetrain yeah um, and really we were just on eBay looking around seeing what was out there and we came across this engine and that kind of was that. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I was, was sitting like, here. Okay, that, that, that sounds cool. Let's do that. So if I want a twin turbo Ferrari engine, that's where I get Just one. eBay. Dude. eBay. It's that simple. Crazy. Pretty much, yeah. I'm over here yeah. like, where did they find this engine from? <laughs> so I don't think you call LKQ and see what kind of Ferrari twin turbo <laughs> motors they got laying around. Now, what's that out of? What kind of Ferrari is it out of? 430. Wait, do you know what year and all that stuff? It's a 2006. Okay, so it's fairly new. Fairly new engine. Yeah, there, hmm. I mean, there's... There's actually several on there still. You can, I mean, you can find, you know, older V12s or, I mean, you can find stuff up to the, you know, brand new ones. I just, this, there's a bunch of salvage wrecking companies that deal in supercars basically. So wow. they part of, they just part them out. Like some of the, some of the pieces we got for the engine, because um, the intake manifold's different. That's from a different model Ferrari. That was from a burn car. That's why it's, like a different color this whole time because it's hmm. been we sandblasted it because it was just toast Charred, so. Yeah. so let's let's just go backwards a little bit how did you really uh get started into this kind of crazy builds what what started your passion into cars um I, i'm 33 now um i started probably when i was 13 14 with my dad um we had um oddly enough my neighbor had a 68 Mustang that was just, it sat there for, I don't know, five, six years in his driveway, never moved, just primer and kind of looked like an old race car, drag car looking thing. Yeah. And uh, we bought it when I was 14 and me and my dad basically redid the whole car from the ground up. So that's kind of what taught, taught me the aspects on the classic cars and stuff. And we did, you know, paint and body. We did, I mean, I recovered the seats and, you know, kind of just learned a lot of the steps. Mm-hmm throughout the process doing that and that's what you know i kind of fell in love with that i got you know, the car was done before i could even drive it so just i think i went through like three stereos listening to to music in it because i couldn't actually drive it before i was actually allowed to drive <laughs> that's it so that's kind of yeah that seems like that's how a lot whole. of a lot of us have started our dads our dads are in yeah. cars we work on cars with our dads it helps go to car shows <laughs> with the dads me yeah. too you know and helps. hopefully i can pass it on to my kid i uh, take him to car shows all the time so that'd be cool to see him grow up and like cars a lot so was your dad a fabricator or a mechanic or anything or he just had a no, most, knack for mostly, it mostly yeah just mechanically i had a knack for it you know we just you know didn't you know growing up we never paid anybody to fix our cars we fixed them ourselves so mm-hmm. you know i had to learn how to work on them you know work on my grandma's car or my sister's car with them or whatever you know it didn't matter just oil changes or water pumps or you know we didn't, didn't really have like brand new cars growing up most of the stuff was older so yeah it was you know basically what i learned how to work on you know we just did what we had to do to make them run and you know and then once you know same deal once it, i had an older car it's like it was it was my only car so i had to make it i had to keep it alive to go to school to go yeah. to work <laughs> So, yep. you know, you, you do what you had to do and you learned how to work on them. And so have you been building all this out of your own shop or, or what, what do you do? What do you do daily? I guess <laughs> what's your job? Um, so I own a shop called American legends. Okay. Um, out, out of Phoenix. And that's, that's what we build is high end, high end muscle cars and hot rods and service, service them. So yeah. It, I mean, from just scrolling through your Instagram alone, obviously it's most of the Mustang here, but it looks like you do amazing work. Let's say the least. 
Thank you. Yeah, we have like the obviously the corrupt Mustang page is dedicated to the car, but um, AL Hot Rods is our is our business page that it shows more more or less what we do. We, you know, we're doing a we're doing a '57 Chevy with a Duramax. We're doing a wide body '64 Corvette with a LS7. Nice. We build some pretty pretty outrageous high end stuff. That's awesome. How long have you owned this shop for? A year and a half. Oh wow! Fairly fairly new. And you got all this clients in there already. That's that's a great way to start, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, that's kind of a long story too, but it uh, pretty much all of us had worked worked together for uh, almost the last eight or nine years, and we just kind of all decided that it was time to do it for us. That's cool. Did you all work at at one specific shop together? Correct. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's even cooler. So you guys just kind of panned off, did your own thing, and you're doing amazing so far. Looks looks great. Thank you. Yeah, man. So is this the – this is how many years in a row you've been trying out for the, the Battle of the Builders at SEMA? They've been doing it for five. I don't remember I don't remember if this is the fifth coming up or the sixth coming up, but we've done it – we've entered every year. Okay. So well, actually the first year we entered SEMA with a vehicle was the first year they did it. Um, and we just, you know, you stumble across it when you're searching for stuff. And so we entered in it, it was kind of unknown and it wasn't, you know, it it wasn't as a big a deal as it is now, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really become a high end, um, you know, prize to try to go for. Well, I could imagine. Yeah. That's pretty prestigious. If you win something like that at SEMA, I'd say. Yeah. Or even to just be a part of it's a big deal. I mean, like, so they, I don't, every year it's kind of, it's evolving because it's such a new award, but every year they, they pick in the category we'll be in, they pick, uh, they do a top 40. So there's 10 like hot rods and muscle cars, 10 sport compacts, 10 trucks, which is more like off-road based Mm -hmm. and then 10 young guns, which is under 27. Okay. Um, so we have basically a one in 10 shot out of probably what's at least 50 or 60% of the cars entered at SEMA. Wow. So it's, ex- and you're competing against the Riddler winners and, you know, AMBR winners, just all the, the extremely high end so you got a million dollar plus cars. Mm-hmm. So it's, so you got to really step up your game if you want to Yeah, you got to do, do something well. different. Yeah. This is different. It's definitely different. The only thing I try to do something that hasn't been done or yeah. the only thing something I, to, Something exciting. Sorry. (laughs) The only thing I can think of I've seen, even like remotely closest, is the, what was it, the BRZ or the FRS? With the Ferrari Ferrari swap, yeah. But this is cooler because I love Mustangs, and I love old school Mustangs and muscle cars and stuff like that. This is better than that, I think. (laughs) It's a totally, I mean, in somewhat they're similar. You know, that's a a 458-based engine in that car. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, those engines are very similar in Mm -hmm. some essence. So I guess from that aspect, but that's why we, you know, we wanted a twin turbo R's and, you know, and then it is, it's in an old Ford Mustang. It's just, it's literally kind of the last place you'd expect to see it. Definitely. (laughs) I didn't expect it. When I first saw it, I was just like, wow. Ken actually showed me your page for the first time. And I was like, what? (laughs) I just didn't even know (laughs) what to think. Like it's, it's so, it it fits it. It, Like it doesn't look out of place almost in there. It looks perfect. It looks like it should be there. Yeah, definitely. It looks so good. Yeah. It's really fit. All the all the plumbing for the turbos is amazing. It looks just really good inside of there. Thank you. So how long have you been on this particular car? You said you've had it for a few years? I've had it for 14 years. Oh, that's a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was um, – I, I had a fastback in, in high school, um, and then I got my first job at a hot rod shop kind of right out of high school, mm-hmm. and then I actually wrecked it. Um, just driving home late one night, not, not doing anything stupid, just um, some guy cut me off and I basically plowed it into the center median wall. Mm-hmm. So I found this car in Texas. Um, it was like $2,200. It was pretty much a running driving car, just needed a few little odds and ends and some cosmetic things. Mm-hmm. So we drove out and I bought it and then that became my daily driver while I fixed fixed my other car that I wrecked. Um, and then I drove it for maybe a year or two and then the engine that came with the car finally let go. Mm -hmm. And then I parked it and by then my other car was kind of back together. So I started driving that. So this one just sat for, I don't know, four or five months. Um, 
And so the the hot rod shop I was working at at the time, we were we were building a 33 Ford, like an old school hot rod built mm-hmm. that was real traditional. And we were chopping the top on it. And I just thought that was so cool. So I kind of was painted and I, I was more mechanical at that time. I didn't really do much fabrication. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to the guys that were doing it and just kind of paying attention to what they were doing, how they were doing it. Um, and then well, a couple of days later, I brought in pictures of the roof cut off my coupe and <laughs> kind of asked like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the next I thought step? It'd be cool to chop the top of my car. And it was, yeah. And, and that's what kind of led to more or less the, the exterior styling of the car. A lot of it revolved around, you know, the roof profile now. Yeah. I'm looking back and I, it, it looks like some of the first pictures you got here are, are kind of like a ratted out version of what you're building on some torque yes. thrust or something. I'm not mad at how it looked then, to be honest, it kind of looks cool like that, but <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of people wanted me to leave it like that. I'm I, sure I, I stared at it that way for 10 years. So That's long I enough. I didn't want that anymore. <laughs> So I, I basically, I did all that. I did, I did the chop. I did, you know, we made a trunk. I made a firewall. Um, we did a lot of the, the sheet metal work, mm-hmm. probably about ten, eleven years ago. And then life happened, and it sat. Yeah. And you know, the it was all it was either yellow, or primer. Like it was, it was a decent looking car when I was kind of done messing it up there mm-hmm. for a while. And then it just sat outside because I had nowhere to put it. So that's why it ended up looking like more like a rat rod. By, it by had the time real patina on it. To tear into it. <laughs> yep. Now I'm going to ask you a question that probably a bunch of people have asked you. What color do you think you're going to paint it? Or... I don't really know for sure yet. It's going to be silver. Um, okay. We're looking, basically there's three colors right now that they're doing spray outs for. Um, the car's. The car is sponsored by BASF, so they're working on doing three colors. They'll probably be custom, but they're based. One's based off of uh, Silverstone Grigio, which is the uh, Ferrari 458 color. It's kind of a dark silver. Yeah, I like um, that. Looks and then the magnetic gray, which is real popular on the new Mustangs, yeah, 2015 and up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's Sophistico gray, which is on the i8 BMWs. It's it's really dark. Hmm. It's almost black. And that's that's the one I actually want to run. I'm just worried. I think I like that because I'm I'm always a big fan of murdered out cars, black on black. So that'd yeah. kind of be black on black, but not really. That's I want it to have some life when it's in the sun. I want you know a little bit of flash, you right. know, kind of mm-hmm. tie in that supercar vibe. You know, I still want the car to be very much a Mustang, but I want it to, you know, kind of have that European styling throughout too. Right. Well, basically, as far as it being a Mustang, it's going to be just a bus Mustang body. Everything underneath it's brand new. It's completely updated suspension and everything, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty much just the shell, and you know, every every panel on it's been modified. I was going to say yeah. it's, it's a Mustang, extent, anyways. At, but at some point, but now <laughs> now it's a corrupt Mustang for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He definitely yeah. corrupted it. Yeah, the the, the duck bill on there, the side exhaust, everything's just looking like it's coming together so nice on this thing. I can't wait to see it painted. I can't either. It's it's crazy. Like the whole car is just kind of like we would do some things to it and just stand back and it'd like almost just tell you like what to do next. So right. just like I'm I'm really happy with how the car flows. Yeah, no, it, it definitely looks smooth and and like I said, the the way the motor's sitting in there, it's just such a tidy setup. <laughs> it's oh. <laughs> yeah, I got a little envy over here. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> And the bag setup is nice. Like I always say, everything looks better bagged in, in this situation. Yeah. So for ha- sure. Yeah. I, I, are you sponsored by AG Wheels? Because I see those are sitting on there, and uh, they got the bright yellow calipers behind there. That's a killer jump off. It pops right out. Yeah. So um, yeah, Avant Garde did the wheels for us. They, the the fronts are one offs. Uh, just what it took to basically clear the the brake setup we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're different. They're a completely different profile front and rear. You know, the rear's concave where the front's flat, so it has a lot more dimension and, yep. you know, kind of fits the car better that way. Yeah, it, it definitely looks amazing so far. I like <laughs> it. That's a cool setup. Yeah. So uh, what were the biggest issues at all, I'd say, trying to fit that thing in there and making it sit so perfect? What um, kind of cutting so... were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> The, the biggest issue and actually kind of what lent us more towards to using this engine was the overall size. You know, we we talked initially about doing a Coyote in it just because it's a Ford. And mm-hmm. I, already, I already actually had a lot of the Ridetech system on the car. Um, 
so I didn't want to go backwards yeah. and you know throw it all away I guess and you know do like a Mustang 2 or you know a register shop clip or something like that so we we're trying to find something small enough that fit in between the shock towers um, and some of the measurements they gave us when we were trying to order the engine uh, was a little smaller than it actually ended up being hmm. um, so that's why we one of the reasons we went with that but that was the hardest thing was getting that motor to between the motor and the transmission fit in there because we basically we basically have converted that engine from a computer standpoint and from a transmission standpoint it's gonna it's basically an ls engine it uses <laughs> uh, ls ls throttle bodies ls injectors ls coil packs <laughs> um the, the back of the engine is a chevrolet bell housing pattern now That's so crazy so it, it was really the the simplest way to to make it operate easily because we're not there's no way we're using any of the the ferrari components to control it because we're not using the the f1 gearbox or any of the body control stuff and that's all tied together now did you have it up and running at any point yet no no we haven't (laughs) i'm wondering what kind of sound this thing's going to put out that i've heard several different things as far as what the turbos will actually do to the sound yeah Um, you know so we'll be it'll be interesting to see where I've actually, we just took the motor out of the car yesterday because we're getting ready to um, have the car painted and body worked. Mm -hmm. Um, So the engine's going to, we got a run stand to put it on. So now we're going to, there's a lot of stuff that's just tacked together, just started on the engine because more of the time constraint we have to try to get this car done. Yeah. Now, Um, are they just supplying the, the colors or are they actually doing all the paint work? No, they're just supplying the material. So you're painting it in house? Uh, we use a shop that's uh, about 20 minutes from us called American Tradition that does all our paint and body work. Nice. So our, our shop just does mechanical and fabrication and okay. assembly. Hey, that's good still. <laughs> Let that guy make sure he's got all everything on point. You just get to drive it when it's nice, shiny. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to put it all back together, obviously, oh, yeah. and wire it and all that yeah. good stuff. But, yeah. But while he's doing the paint and body, we'll get the engine running basically on a stand mm-hmm. you know wired and so it's basically just drop it in and hook up a couple wires and fire it up so all that'll be figured out beforehand so if we do run into any issues we can address it while while it's not last minute basically mm-hmm. now from what i've seen correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure that this is what i find very fascinating you 3d print some stuff don't you there's there's actually quite a lot of 3d printed parts on this car okay so go into that. Yeah. You do most of the detailing or you have uh, somebody that does all the CAD work for you? No, so that was one thing. Um, one of my fabricators we're we're building a we're building a pretty high end car for the for the Riddler and we one of my guys is really good at CAD. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kinda started teaching me some of the or I'd I'd kinda watch and pay attention to how he was making some of the parts because we I mean, some of the stuff we're making for that car just blows away what we've done here. But oh, so I've okay. been watching and learning on how to use the CAD system, and I've gotten pretty decent at it now. And there's there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that teaches you how to use it and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so just trial and error and sitting at home and playing with it, I figured out kind of how to make a lot of the stuff that I needed. And, I mean, some of it you couldn't even – you couldn't even CNC machine some of the parts that we've been able to 3D print. It would just – or it would just be so expensive to print but yeah. like some of the some of the ac vent pods and stuff it just the shapes inside of it it's not even feasible on a machine <laughs> but the way the printer does it layer by layer it can it can it can print anything you can imagine i mean can, i could literally print you know like a ball inside of a square that's all enclosed that's insane <laughs> rattle, rattle that's so crazy it's, yeah. it's it's outrageous what it's capable of doing and and that was the other reason we've done it a lot because there's there's so many components on the car we wanted to kind of be one off right and you know in essence being that it's mine i didn't i mean some of the stuff to cnc is out is super expensive yeah the three the 3d printer we bought was eight hundred dollars wow what materials does it use titanium or aluminum or how how does the 3d printer work it's it's all plastic oh it's just all Um, plastic the material is called pla it's like a it's like a biodegradable plastic almost Mm mm-hmm um, so it's not, that's one thing about it. it. There's some of the higher end printers will use ABS, which is a lot more durable. Yeah. So a lot of the components we're making are more or less 
like a buck or just something that's used to create a shape. Hmm. Um, like all the, like the dash cluster we've made and the AC vent pods, they're all going to get, uh, actually wrapped with carbon fiber. So they'll have a ton of structure mm-hmm. once that's done. So it's, they're almost there more for shape and, and contour than anything. Cause to just try to it's create like those shapes out of like, you know, if you were trying to create it out of foam or wood or something, it would be, it just takes so long. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty convenient tool to have at your hands, though. For sure. Especially with somebody oh, that knows how to design on it. Now, when... it's, amazing. it's amazing. I mean, like, just like the, the taillight buckets and stuff we've, we've made with it, it's just, it's so handy. And, you like, the, the material it uses is super cheap. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some of the, like, the the dash bezel that, I've, that we made for the car, like, that's something that could probably be CNC cut. It probably would have been maybe 2500 to three grand to have it CNC cut. And wow. it probably... It probably cost maybe fifteen dollars in material to three D print. That's crazy! <laughs> Such a big difference. So that's how you swing putting a Ferrari motor inside. <laughs> <of these things. laughs> that's crazy. So am, am I crazy? Was I thought I remember hearing a, that they do make a titanium three D printer as well? Is that am they, I making that up? They, you can three D print all kinds of metals now. There's okay. There's a couple guys that we follow on here. Um, he just printed Inconel uh, header collectors. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing what they can do. Yeah, I was listening, I think it was a, a the Smoking Tire podcast when he had Rod Emery. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He does a lot of Porsche stuff out in California. And okay. uh, he, I thought I remember hearing him say 3D printed a, a special roof rack for some Baja, like nine 9-11 thing. And it cost like 25 grand. Wow. For titanium. Yeah, that's insane. Like, absurd. That's why I was just yeah. like, well, I couldn't imagine if that's what you were using or, or what you were no, using for your builder. No, we haven't got any in, into any of the metal stuff. Like yeah. those those machines, like they they start in the six figures to buy those. Yeah, that wow. makes sense. That it, makes more sense. Why it would cost twenty five grand for yeah, a bike rack? Like that would have to be your business making that stuff for people yeah. for it to make sense. Where, you know, we've we've made like keychains or you can make all kinds of dumb little things with this or mm-hmm. little little tools and stuff to help you build stuff it's it's super that's nice convenient. i didn't even think of that you can make it, tools you need yeah there you go <laughs> that, hey, that doesn't make hey, it convenient <laughs> i need a special tool to do this let's go bake it okay, give me a few minutes <laughs> that's, it's it's crazy how long it actually takes to print though like the like that dash like the dash bezel for example it took almost 60 hours to print holy shit it so just continuously goes for that long until it's done so the printer we have is smaller because you know, again it was like the first one we bought so i didn't want to go out and buy a super nice one sure. by any means I you know or damn they're they're expensive so this one was real affordable yeah and it, it prints uh nine by six by five tall so a lot of the components are bigger than that like the like the scoops we put in the in the front bumpers for the air intakes they're you know they're like 15 16 inches wide and you know eight or nine inches tall so it, they're actually those are printed in four separate pieces Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you cut it up in CAD, everything's, you know, pinned and located. So as it prints each one, it has locating holes. And then we print a bunch of little pins and you just you clip it all together, basically. That's so and, awesome. <laughs> and then you, you end up with this big part. So, it's so like, it, it's like you, building Legos. Part of, it is. It literally is. I mean, you literally could print Legos. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So each part basically just, you know, it'll print until that part's done. And then you have to you know, reset the machine and then tell it to print the next one. So, so some of them, some of them take, you know, eight, eight to 12 hours. You know, sometimes we printed something that it runs for 30 hours, you know, and you you start it in the morning and you leave and you come back the next morning and it's still going. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. It's all night. That's nuts. Yeah. We had it mess up once where we came into a big rat's nest in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, it's been, it's been pretty flawless. When when something's done printing, is it basically ready to go? It just put right on the car. Or do you have to do anything other to it to put so it on the car? That was kind of the the misunderstanding I had with it initially too. I thought like the quality of part it prints and it's a comparison to what people are making. It's actually the one we have prints a pretty nice quality part, but it's nothing you would want to put on in your car and as a finished part that's that's like in your face by any means. It's it's kind of textured, but you can actually come in. A lot of people. You can come in and you know sand them and, mm-hmm. and you know bodywork them a little bit and paint parts and then they'll they'll look really nice. So okay. you know it gets you a structure for sure, but it's not 
it's not a smooth finished part when it comes out by any means. So it's not just like, well, let's bolt this shit up. It's ready to go. No. <laughs> <laughs> they make it too but, easy. I mean, it, it, then the, if the part has like overhangs or stuff, there's all these little supports that come up. So you have to trim a lot of little, right. little mm. odds and ends off, but makes sense. It's, I mean, it's still a functional part. Like the taillight buckets, they're, they're off the printer. We're not going to touch them. We're not going to do anything with them. They just basically will get bonded to the car and then they're done. Cause they're in the trunk. You're not going to really see them. So, Wow. Now, out of all of the parts that you've been getting for this car, are you sponsored by a lot of different companies? Are you getting a lot of free parts, or you have to actually buy quite a bit of them? Um, so, I mean, a lot of it is based on um, our relationship with a lot of these companies. A lot of them we're vendors for, you know, and we represent them on a lot of cars. Like, right. Ride Tech, we got like six or seven cars in our shop right now that are all full Ride Tech cars. So, you know, we went to them and showed them this car, and they're willing to help us out, but. Um, a majority of what we've gotten is is not free. A lot of it's you know either their cost or fifty percent or right. um, mm-hmm. you know just just a discount. You know, but you know everything you know everything helps and right. we're just Absolutely. we want to we want to run all the you know the top end parts on this car and and that's that's why a lot of people have kind of you know jumped on with us and you know want to be part of it. And initially it was just. You know, we started off with just Nelson and in Avant Garde, and it was like nobody wanted to do anything because it was <laughs> we didn't we didn't really have the anything placed in the car yet, so it just it looked like a Mustang, and nobody wants to sponsor, you know, just <laughs> yeah. a regular old Mustang, right? You know, just sitting sure. there, it didn't look like anything. So once once it started to evolve, then you know, some, some a few people contacted us, and then we would just reach out as we needed stuff too, you know. But a lot of the sponsorships all based on return, you know, on on where the car is going to be, you know, where there's a, I mean, I got a huge form I send to people when we're asking for something and talking about where the car is going to go, you know, at different shows throughout the next couple of years. Right. They want to know who's going to see their products. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's mobile advertising for them. We constantly advertise for these people, you know, or, or show the products and stuff as we, as we use them. So there's a lot involved with it. Makes sense. But it, you know, in the end it's a win-win for, for both of us so. and having a big yeah. following on uh instagram probably helps too it does yeah that's that that helps out a lot yeah <laughs> definitely would <laughs> i know uh a few a few of the guys we've talked to on here like uh i'm not sure if um, you've probably seen the the build mustang kyle has up in canada he's yeah. got some crazy wide body metal work he's doing and he's a younger guy he's only 24 too so he uh he's got like a hundred thousand followers and he was saying yeah, he started his page with a hundred a year ago. Yeah, it's just it's crazy how Instagram will blow up if if they're behind what you're building. It, it, it's it nuts. definitely That's, helps. I mean, we've been we've been doing ours since November, and it's you know it's over thirty thousand, and it was the yeah. same thing. You know, it's just like I didn't I didn't know what kind of reaction people had. I actually thought it was going to be a lot more negative than positive. But um, you're not getting too to... many purists yelling it doesn't have a V eight. <laughs> American Eagle <laughs> flying overhead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know? There's obviously the big, the biggest thing that we get trashed on is the fact that it's a Ferrari and a Ford because that's like the big no-no. But it's a Ferrari and a Ford, all, but with GM parts. All, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably what you'll get shit for the most is having yeah. having LS parts, parts inside of there. <laughs> <laughs> well, most people don't even know that really. They yeah. Just, oh. You don't really see any of it, no. you know, other than the, That's true. the throttle bodies would be the only parts you actually physically see. But <laughs> does um, that ever bother you a little bit, just knowing how much stuff you've you've done into this thing that people, people won't even yeah. know about, like the tail no, buckets, think, like you're hand building those in house, and people probably won't know that unless you have it like on a plaque somewhere, you know, with all the <laughs> pictures the whole way through or something like that. I, I think that's kind of what. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we've done, I think that's what's kind of unique about the car is, I mean, when you can sit there and change on the car as much as we have, I mean, there's been a lot of people that don't, I mean, don't initially notice that it's chopped, especially when it's hammered on the ground. The proportions of the car are are right on as far as, you know, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. it's, there's it that smooth. kind of stuff that's deceiving to people when we, especially when, I mean, that's a drastic modification and some people are like, is it, is the car lengthened? Is it widened? <laughs> what did you, what did you do? You did something, but I don't know what you did. Yeah, it definitely and doesn't just, look chopped. It's not obvious. That's for sure. How many inches was it? Two and a half. Two and a half. So it's pretty, it's pretty drastic, yeah. you know, in, in all reality. But the, I think the part that makes it a little, 
less drastic looking is the the windshield's going to be a flush mount glass so there's to get the top to go down two and a half inches vertically it was actually almost four inches we took out of the a pillar jesus um but the windshield will only be two inches shorter so it's not gonna the windshield will still be not quite full size but pretty close yeah and then the, the back glass is stock size now how do you it's get like, a must or windshield for a Mustang that's chopped. Like, do you go to them and say, "Hey, I need a Mustang windshield, but it's chopped two inches or four inches"? Or how does it work? Um, that's one thing we're in the process of trying to get established of what direction we're going to go. There's we got a a company in town that builds flush mount glass for <laughs> for muscle cars, and they do makeup for Mustangs. So windshields being um, non-tempered can be cut. So we have a a glass shop that we basically would tell them how much to take off or, you know, do a tape line on top, you know, where it needs to be cut. And then they would trim it and shape it and give it back to us. The, the problem is going that route is the, the windshield's like $800. Mm-hmm. And if, if they break it when they cut it, it's not their problem. Oh, mm. that sucks. So, I mean, what if it takes three times? What if makes what sense? If they, yeah. What if yeah. three times and they still don't get it and you're, you know, twenty four, twenty five hundred dollars out. So yeah, it's too bad you can't print that thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> big plexiglass windshield. <laughs> There's a company called Optic Armor that builds polycarbonate windshields, which is you know really high visibility, mm-hmm. impact resistant plastic. You know, basically kind of what they run in race cars. But it's it's come a long way where the visibility is really good. We actually bought so the all the side windows are going to be polycarbonate just because trying to create curved glass on the side would be outrageously expensive and they'll imagine. be down they'll be down most of the time so it's not a big issue on the side so yeah. we bought those initially and it's amazing how clear they are and how durable they are i mean we went after them with rags and you know glass cleaner and all kinds of stuff and they don't it doesn't scratch it's real durable so uh, we're thinking on maybe running the windshield with that too just because it's you know you just you cut it and you put it in and you're done yeah and it has so, it looks i mean I know that might sound weird, but it looks like it has a glass finish to it. Like it doesn't look kind of plasticky at all. It's it's crazy how how nice they are. Hmm. You know, and they actually they come with like a a tint in them almost too. Oh, okay. So we've done like a smoke tint that, that on the that would on not the look side. Bad. So. <laughs> that would not look I mean, bad I'd all pre- around. I prefer the windshield to be glass. I just have to the the guy that makes the the windshields. So we need to so being flush mount, it needs to basically. You can either shrink the opening to fit the glass, or you can obviously have custom glass made that's bigger, and that's what he makes his cus- is that's bigger. And on the way the body line comes down onto the A pillar, it wouldn't look good if if the opening was shrunk an inch on each side. It would the A pillar get really bulky. But he's never had any of the glass made cut because obviously not a lot of people are chopping muscle cars. Um, so just that's the only part that makes me nervous. Like we might try it once. And if it doesn't work, then we'll probably go a different route. I just don't want to buy a whole bunch of windshields. Right, makes <laughs> don't sense. Don't blame you there, especially at eight hundred bucks. Yeah, Dude. and it's something we need to do fairly quickly because it needs to basically be in you know fit to the car in the bodywork stage just to make sure it fits perfect. You know, as far right. as just the shape and everything. So mm-hmm. we, it's not like we can just wait and figure it out after it's painted. So. Yeah, no, you Makes definitely sense. have to have that figured out before any paintwork gets done on that. <laughs> exactly. So is this the only car in your shop that you're building for SEMA this year? Yeah, yeah, it's the only one that we're going to take this year. I didn't know if you had any other customer builds that they're, they're planning on taking out or anything like that. No, we're doing another Mustang right now that's a, it's a 68 Fastback that's kind of a Restomod bullet recreation nice. i guess you could say and it's a it's a super nice car just really it's really simple but very very well done very clean yeah um so we've gotten a couple calls here and there when some people are looking for cars so we may end up taking that one um you know if if there's a booth that needs needs it for a specific reason or something but other than that we have no no intentions of taking anything else this so, is going to be an, enough headache trying to get this one done and this has the <laughs> same uh the like the forest green paint on it and everything yeah it's a uh, highland green is highland the, green is the, the name of the one on this one and it's it's just got a, a small block 427 that's injected and you know all ride tech suspension it's just it's like i say it's just a it's just a really clean car like the whole underside is you know detailed and mm-hmm. it's just 
you know, the guy's going to drive the wheels off of it, but it was just built to be really nice. I think Ford actually had a, uh, like a 2019, they kind of made it like the bullet version of with the new yeah. body, same color and, you know, style as yeah, the came, old school one. Yeah, they came back out with it again. That's cool. That's cool. There you go. You have to line up with them, park next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that'd be pretty cool. Right. They probably have, I don't know if it was there last year, but I know they either the guys started bringing out the original bullet car again. So yeah, I think it, it sold somewhat recently, right? Was it a year they, or so ago? I know they I'm found sure. one of them in Mexico or there was something with a car in Mexico they found recently, but I guess the guy had the actual one that was in the movie for quite a while, but I don't, I don't know oh, if okay. it's sold or not. I just know it's been seen at a whole bunch on Instagram lately. Yeah. That's, our, that's still the last awesome. Six months. It's like it came out of the woodwork. <laughs> so, um, what other kind of, obviously you're, you're very focused on this right now, but do you have any other future kind of ideas for crazy motor swap builds or any, anything else like this down the road? Um, so we've been talking about that. I don't know why we're already talking about doing another. It's always, one. <laughs> always moving forward, man. <laughs> um, we're talking about either. So this car is, I mean, it's going to be a very functional drivable car. Um, you know, and we're going to, it's, it is more show essence. I mean, the underside of this car is going to be super nice. Um, you know, everything's really high end throughout the car. Um, and it's, it's more, we're building it more to compete, but I mean, I am, I mean, I kind of beat the crap out of everything I own. So I, I still plan on driving this and smoking the tires and, oh, yeah. um, you know, driving it like it should be, but I want after this car is done, we, I'm probably going to do another one. Um, kind of similar program, just like a you know maybe on a roadster shop chassis with coilovers, and I don't know if we'll do a coupe or a fastback, but um, similar setup. Probably do another Ferrari engine. Yeah. Um, just kind of build more of a, a track version of this car, I guess per se. Okay. Would be the the easiest way to describe it. Um, don't don't even know 100% if it would be. A Mustang. We've talked about doing it to like a C2 Corvette. I really like the shape of those. Yeah, so, but that'd I think, be cool too. I think no matter what we do, we do a very similar drivetrain. Um, just something much more aggressive on the suspension, so it would be, you know, much more of a, a track car versus kind of a, you know, in between. Is it? Is this car going to be a like a shop car, like you guys keep and bring on tour type deal, or is it going to be for sale at some point? I think. Someday we would probably sell it, but um, we kind of have like a two-year program of certain shows it has to go to and, um, you know, places we're going to take it, you know, to, you know, kind of show off what we can do and, you know, and drive the car on some tours and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, right, we don't, not planning on selling it anytime soon, but, you know, maybe once we get into another one deep, it's, you know, they're not. It's not cheap to do. So, <laughs> have you had anyone randomly say, uh, "Hey, what would it take?" and try to make an offer on this thing already? We've had a couple people ask, but not anybody, not anybody serious. I mean, I'm, I mean, without physical numbers, I mean, you could go buy a Ferrari and a Mustang. True. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a ton of ton of time and money in this car, so it's it's not it's not a. a low dollar car by any means oh no for sure i couldn't even take imagine. it off our hands <laughs> yeah somebody's gonna be making a very steep offer if i had a guess on that. i'd say which it deserves every penny it's it's amazing are you is it basically your car like so when it's done you're gonna take it and drive yeah, around it, i mean it's it is mine okay you know. so it's yeah <laughs> fair <laughs> enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome so you were saying yeah. you're going to be able to, are you going to try taking it like a track day or anything and see what it can really do when you're all done with it? We're, so some of the, we're going to do quite a few events with good guys. Um, and then two of the, two of the awards that we have to do required autocross the car. So we're going to be doing um, quite a bit of that at several of the events with them. That's cool. Um, we have good guys coming nearby here in uh, June, right? Yeah. A couple of weeks away. June in yep. uh, Rhinebeck, New York is the closest good guys event we have. Yep. To us. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we usually go to that every year, do pictures and photography there and stuff. Yeah. Nice. I think the the farthest that way we'll be going next year is Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. That for the good guys. Yep. yep. That's one of their biggest shows, and they they do judge for uh, Street Machine of the Year there, and that's one of the ones that you know you got to do like three laps of the autocross or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we'll be out out there beating on it and 
That's cool, though. Now, how far is SEMA from you? Because SEMA's in Vegas. You're in Arizona, right? How far is it? I don't think it's that Four hours. Have you thought about uh, driving the car or trailing it? For that show, we won't. Um, There's there's a good chance the car won't be 100% done by any means Mm -hmm. for that show. It's just, I mean, we're five months away and, you know, just starting to get into pain body. So it's going to be a a mad dash the car car will 100% run and drive right um but i don't know if it would be road trip trip worthy makes sense um, yeah i think what happens with the... i wouldn't have any issues driving it that far if it was but yeah like some, we're we're talking about trying to do one of the the cruises that good guys does and normally they go from you know like chicago to texas or you know they last year i think it was they left from phoenix and went to tennessee so mm. we're going to try to do Try to do one of those road trips with with them on with the car. So yeah, that we must definitely be, plan on cool. putting some serious miles on it. That'd be a pretty cool sight if you're just randomly driving down the highway. And you <laughs> see see this muscle, <laughs> like all these good guys' car, everything just rolling in together. It'd be pretty bad. Definitely. Now, with your interior in this car, do you plan on any special interior, like like a Ferrari type interior, a Mustang type interior? What kind of material? It's going to kind of be a mix of everything. So that's, I think that's going to be one of the things that really helps tie the car together. And, you know, we don't, we don't do interiors per se mm-hmm. in house, but that, I think that's one of the more important parts of the car. So it's actually, I actually have a set of seats and door panels from a car we previously built. And that's kind of what has dictated the color combo of the car, just because there was quite a bit of money in the, the seats and door panels already. So mm-hmm. they were, they're basically black. Um, leather with black suede and then have like a mustard yellow um, stripe in them. That's cool. So that's kind of where the the silver and the mustard yellow, like the calipers, um, the engine itself is going to be yellow. Um, we're not going to paint it red. Ooh. Um, and there'll be just little details here and there on the car. Not a lot. Um, but I also like it the fact because the car used to be yellow when we bought it. So right. it, kinda, it ties a lot together for me, at least, on the car. Um, and the the so seats this, that you're putting in it, they're out of a Mustang? They're out of a 66 Mustang, okay. yeah, so they're, um, they have a little bit different shape than the 68 would have, um, but they're a low back, um, they're a really heavy bolster, it has a 458 Ferrari kind of stitch pattern in it. Oh, neat. Um, so it kind of ties that together there. Um, we, we basically made the dash from scratch, and it's, it really actually, I mean, it's, it, it, it's different and it's similar at the same time, it looks more like a Hurricane or however you on the Lambos, yeah, you know, the way the, yeah. like the dash pod and the vents are, I mean, their vents are more square and ours are round. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of, the dash has kind of that feel to it, I guess. And then the, the whole floor pan in the car is going to be carbon fiber. Ooh, that's cool. So I like that. We, 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 we basically kind of plated the, the floor where your feet would go. And then, so now the whole floor will get just kind of roughed in body worked and yeah. primered. And then we'll come back and, and lay real carbon fiber and That's awesome. um, epoxy all that down to it. So it's not going to be like a real carbon. Yeah, yeah. But that's still so cool. It's going to be a metal structure, but it's going to be, you know, it'll be a high gloss. And it'll, yeah. I mean, it will yeah. be real carbon fiber. Yeah, it's and not going to be some vinyl. <laughs> I have to say, other yeah. than the fact that it has a Ferrari engine, that's got to be one of the other coolest things about this Definitely. car. Knowing that now, that's awesome. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. There's a lot of cool features like the, I mean, it's, it's kind of silly, but at the same time, like the floor is going to be, I mean, it'll probably get, you know, wet sand and buffed like inside the car. Mm-hmm. So I don't want, you can't just put your feet on that. So we made, we started making floor mats, um, that have like a inch and a half riser off the floor. So they kind of float there all out of billet. Oh, so that's cool. Basically making billet floor mats and they'll have like rubber inserts in them. So, um, that way, you know, I want the car to be durable, but I want it to be really nice too, right. obviously. So there's we're trying to do a lot of kind of unique styling features, but then. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to have to. I don't want to be the guy that like takes off his shoes and lays towels down <laughs> and just hop in this thing and go burn the right. tires off. Yeah. Makes sense. And how much horsepower do you think this is going to be putting out? What's your? Do you have like a set horsepower or that you want out of it? Yeah. So we want to try to get close to seven hundred, which is is realistically is is more towards the limit on a stock motor. You have to start going through the engine and putting forge internals and lowering the compression a bit to get to get much more than that so okay. so um, other than the well, turbos the whole engine stock yeah okay yeah i mean short of i mean short of obviously we've done you know different intake and header mm-hmm. stuff but like right. the long block itself is is going to be bone stock okay we're not going to do do anything to it it's you know it's outrageously expensive to yeah to build them oh i'm sure <laughs> so, 
can even imagine. Um, you know, and again, like, I mean, it's just, it's going to be, it should be a fairly lightweight car when it's done. And, you know, if we get, you know, 600 to the tires or something, it's going to be more than enough on a realistically somewhat of a stock chassis Mustang. So that's quite a bit. Should, mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be, it should be quite a lot. So, I mean, the, mo- the motor makes like four, 490 stock. So oh. we're going to, we're going to start at six PSI and then we have a boost controller. So I, was just gonna ask, settings. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what size uh, turbos are they? They're T4s. T4s? Um, don't, I don't remember a lot of the details on them. It was quite a while when we bought them, but they're, they're from Nelson Racing, so they're symmetrical turbos. So that's kind of was the whole goal was, I mean, and that's why I liked that California intake we ran too. I mean, it, you could literally chop the engine bay down the center and it literally it perfectly matches from side to side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that those... Uh, my buddy has an Alpha, and I think he was saying they took basically the one of the V8 Ferrari motors, cut two cylinders off the end of it, and put it into those the Julia, if I oh, remember okay. right. I don't know which model Ferrari motor it was. I don't think it was the same as yours. If I had a guess, since that's a few years back now, but um, yeah, the the new Quadrifoglio has the has a six out of a Ferrari motor basically, and inside of that a little Alpha. That'd be cool to put in something too. Yeah, yeah, they make some cool noises. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so for you, when you go to SEMA, what's it like? Like every year, is it still as exciting as it was when you first started going? Uh, it's it's just overwhelming. I think no matter what year you go, you know, you get yeah. to see you know the top cars in the country for sure, and you know it's you know we we go for you know obviously to just go and see what's being built and, you know, see kind of what direction the industry is going from the, the building standpoint, but also all the vendors that we deal with and some of the, you know, new vendors we meet there, the, the products that keep coming out with is just, I mean, it, it lets you push the boundaries of what you can do. You know, the, like one of the, we're running a, a ride control um, system in this car. So the, like the entire car, there won't be any keys. There won't be, you know any switches or buttons on the dash there's a, a motorized ipad that folds down under the dash what? and everything's, That's crazy. everything's controlled via bluetooth you know from engine wow. start to power wow. windows That's you know, awesome. the air ride system is all on the ipad you can control it from your phone so it's it's Insane. it's gonna be i mean it's more like having an you know it's like kind of like a little mini tesla or something you know <laughs> yes, that's really cool you know, five six years ago you couldn't do anything like that and who knows? A couple more years, you could have this in outer space, flying around Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the electric stuff will probably start coming on in some of the the hot rod stuff here. Yeah, soon. Don't, know, just... For me, the only thing I don't—I mean, electric's cool. It's super fast, obviously. But when you hear a muscle car go by, I don't want it to be electric. It's going to be quiet. I want that I, sound. I, yeah. I agree with that. Completely. I love the sound. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people who enjoy muscle cars aren't going to be electric fans probably not but i'm (laughs) just saying the fact that i love the sound of a high-end car even if it's a high-end electric car like today's cars the sound is cool but the electric cars don't have a sound so you know what i mean no yeah some of the hybrid stuff is is neat because you kind of get the best of both worlds but right like the new nsx is partial hybrid they uh i think it's what front front engine or front wheels are hybrid powered rears gas powered some some weird split like that yeah for acceleration, it's like, I think mostly. The crazy. That too. Yeah, I know the. It's got some sort of electric assist in the front. Hey, if, if it works for them, they're making some amazing cars these days. So yeah, definitely. They, they yeah, know they, more than me. <laughs> they're getting them to go. That's for sure. Yeah, I think somebody swapped a Tesla motor into something already too, didn't they? Really, it wouldn't some, surprise me. Yeah, into something that was normal. I'd almost just uh, body swap one of those. That'd be the easiest. It seems like that would be a. Problem, nightmare yeah. to try to figure out that electrical. Oh, jeez. Well, I can yeah. imagine. We, uh, I work for a collision center, and uh, I know that we were looking into doing certifications for, for getting Tesla as one of our models we'd be able to be a certified shop for. And mm-hmm. uh, we're part of a group that, you know, around the country is pretty pr- pretty covered with most models and makes. And uh, they basically recommend staying away from Tesla for now because there's so many issues with wind noise and and fit and finish on those cars really once once you work on it you know that customer's coming back to you for every little noise and complaint from that right. point forward that so sense. they were they were basically recommending us to wait it out a few more years on tesla specific because <laughs> of their quality of of fit and finish mostly i remember we took a 
we took a class on hybrids and stuff. This was probably like six years ago or something. And it was, but basically I never wanted to touch any of those cars. Cause like the, one of the biggest things in the class I remember was they talked about how you had to have this insulated hook in your shop so you could rip somebody off if they started getting electrocuted <laughs> oh by the God. voltage in the car. Oh, I was yeah. like, if we need that in our shop. I don't think I want to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. <laughs> like we're doing some stuff to be a, a BMW certified here soon. And the, the just like the cleanliness of the shop is judged like if if you have anything that's hanging on the wall they want it boxed and painted and labeled like they want everything on the floor to have a spot if you got a welding cart out of place you might not qualify for their program like it's it's that specific for some of these manufacturers because they only give out so many certifications certified shops per miles if that makes sense mm-hmm. And yeah. they they come in with some crazy standards. So makes sense. It's BMW. It they makes got a sense. Big but it's, name to upheld. It's a lot, and and it's absurd because they're doing so much more aluminum and carbon fiber in their yeah. bodies now. It's it's you you need to be well trained on some of these cars. It'll it'll scare you if you go to some of these. Like I've been to a few conventions, and uh, there's a big shop that had a forty million dollar lawsuit because they glued a roof on incorrectly. That they didn't follow repair procedures from the manufacturers and. It, it'll scare you away from doing body yeah. work for, for anybody that's not yourself, you know? It, it makes you nervous. Yeah, that's, I mean, even like the, the like when you go to SEMA in the, in the body shop or the paint, the North Hall, mm-hmm. it's like everything is all aluminum welding and oh yeah, it's all these, it's you know, all these different machines now for all the, the aluminum stuff that's coming out, so. Yeah, yeah we, they'll, they'll come in and they'll judge you on the, on the, welding wire you're using the thickness of the bead like Jeez. everything to the millimeter it is that's crazy it is intense <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty crazy but that's that's dealership body shop life you know you got to live up to those manufacturer standards to be able to say you're certified so that's the life i it's live good, i guess <laughs> that they keep it tight like that yeah they yeah well that's that's what it is, not, is so just not everybody's doing it they don't want every you know joe and schmo down the street just hammering out your rail end if you get in a accident they want it safe so yeah. i get it we but... could use that in the hot rod industry too we fix a lot of junk out there yeah <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i know one thing i definitely would like to go to see one of these times we got to try and get out there at some point it's so far but yeah it's it's something that's well, we on can the go out there for, for a few sure. days and stay out there oh, yeah stay, absolutely it's go an to experience vegas. and it's and it's vegas so that makes it kind of fun too yeah. that'll help <laughs> yeah it's at least worth seeing once that's for sure it's definitely a, yeah it's 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 an incredible place to go that's for sure we know a few people that go out there. There's we have a couple friends. They go out there, and they rent like Ferraris and Lamborghinis and like drive around Vegas and yeah, stuff. They rent them for the day and, yep. and just race each other, basically. But some are. I should say allegedly, right? To make sure we're not. In they trouble. race in Mexico, though. That's right. Yeah, it was yeah. Mexico. Exactly. They head down across the border. And they said it's like some of the Ferraris or Lamborghinis they rented are super expensive, like two thousand dollars for twenty four oh, yeah. hours. Well, one of our. Oh my God. One of them uh, basically had a video of him trying to hit 200 on the street. He yeah, got about to 194, that. I think, <laughs> before he let off. Crazy. Allegedly, of course. Allegedly, but yes. But that's, uh, that's besides the point. <laughs> so. All right, well, what else? Uh, what other questions did you have on the corrupt Mustang build here? Oh, man. I, I went through a good amount of it. I know you got you got a lot of interior work to go. You said you're about to start the paint. Is there any other crazy obstacles in your way that you can see might be an issue before SEMA? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, as long as you know, we got, like I say, I got it. I got we got parts of the interior done. We should have the motor and transmission, you know, kind of dialed in and you know, painted, finished, done, ready to go in the car before the car even comes back. So it should, it should go together pretty quick. And with the the glass will be, is going to be one of the challenges and. Yeah. We still have to make a lot of components, like make all the grills for the car once it's all, you know, just body worked and done. We want to make sure everything has really tight gaps, so a lot of that will get made after the car is painted. Um, and the, the exhaust system is really going to be one of the challenges still because it's, it's basically just down pipes off the turbos right now, and they just stop right in front of the engine. Yeah. So, and we were waiting on some components to come in, and they hadn't showed up in time, so... Uh, and we need to, the car's got to just stay on a schedule. So we're going to have to build a lot of the exhaust system once it's done. Mm-hmm. But just the challenge of trying, there's no, nowhere to go with with keeping the shock towers in the car. There's really nowhere to go with the exhaust except for under the engine, which the engine's a dry sump, which is nice. So the oil pan's real shallow. So there is room to run under there. Yeah. But it's, it's going to be a fairly elaborate 
you know, really oval shaped system mm-hmm. under the engine to try to get around to get that basically one, yeah. behind the transmission and then it'll be, you know, smooth sailing from there. I wonder how that'll affect the, the baffling sound, like how, how the exhaust note will sound from the oval it, shape. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much the oval will affect it, but it's gonna basically be um it'll probably end up being like inch and a half tall by almost like eight inches wide like a chamber under the engine Jeez. so it's gonna be it'll be like a, a big x pipe that's squished basically yeah, just which got hit the ground what, a couple too many times exactly that, and that's the problem we have to keep it so low profile because it'll basically it'll probably almost touch the ground when the car's laid out that's uh-huh. crazy but with the car having the side exhaust i don't we do, we build a lot of cobras and stuff in the shop one of our um guys is really well known for it i was and actually gonna those cars just have a distinct sound mm-hmm. and it's just i mean you get basically the four cylinders coming out of one side and they don't ever you know mesh with each other and i don't i don't want it to sound like that i want it to you know have just a you know i want to hear all eight cylinders coming out of the exhaust on yeah. both sides yeah i saw a picture up on instagram with a cobra in the background i was going to ask you about that because i am a huge cobra fan they're one of my dream cars i've always wanted one so <laughs> that's your boyhood favorite car right pretty there. much yeah, yeah. i was going to ask you about that cobra what's up with the cobras <laughs> yeah um charlie solens he's one of he's a partner in the business and basically our our main mechanic he's he's just real well known in the valley for building cobras and um you know mainly superformance is the ones that we deal with and there's normally two or three in the shop um that's awesome we get we get two in there right now one one's a, one was a guy rolled one rolled it twice downhill oh somehow live to tell the tale <laughs> that roll bar <laughs> yeah right the the driver roll bar it's saved the only reason yeah I, I mean those roll bars really aren't roll bars to no be honest but it saved his life for sure yeah, if it wasn't there his head would be crushed <laughs> i'm sure he's saving it <laughs> i had that oh, thing yeah. mounted on his wall somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah he had, he had a rock on the top of his head when he went down and got a bunch of staples but oh, you know he didn't Christ. he didn't die which is that's I a mean, good thing i would never have assumed you could roll one of those and and survive and be around right no yeah. No, I wouldn't have guessed that. All right, man. Well, I think we're going to wrap things up. we got a few things we got going on after this. So I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day. It was a really good time talking to you. Um, yes, definitely love to do it again sometime, maybe when the car's done after SEMA, something like that. We can uh, yeah, hit you up again. We'll do a little more talking, talk about SEMA and everything. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, have anything you want to share with um, our listeners, like how they can get a hold of you, um, what, what your Instagram names and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean they can they can follow the car at, at Corrupt Mustang on Instagram. It's um, I think it's just we have a Facebook page too, and it's just Corrupt with two T's on on Facebook, which it's kind of the same content between the two. The majority of what we're doing is going on Instagram though. Okay, um, sure. And then the the shop building the car is is American Legends, um, and that's that's Al Hot Rods. Okay. On Instagram, everyone definitely go give him a follow. Yeah. This this build is intense. I just I just followed <laughs> I can't wait the, to see it finished. I just followed the shop one because I didn't know about that. Yeah, so that's cool. I All can't right, wait man. to see it finished either. Right. Well, uh, hey, good, awesome. good luck at SEMA. Good yeah. luck with the battle of the builders. Hopefully, you, you take home a prize. I'd Thanks, vote man. for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Appreciate Have it. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. All righty. So that was Tony with. Uh, amazing mustang you can follow him like you said i corrupt mustang with two t's did we even say it was a 68 i don't know but it is it's so, a 68 mustang quick background it's a 68 mustang with a twin turbo ferrari 2006? 430 motor is that what he said it's an 06 430 twin yeah. turbo uh it's got ag custom one-off wheels ride tech air ride it's just absurd it's crazy the whole, so, the whole body's been basically hand built <laughs> in the last few weeks we've done two mustang builds two completely different ideas and builds total opposite ends yeah. of the spectrum but like, both same bodies and everything 67 and 68 which are very similar it's just it's so and they're both going to sema yeah so, oh yeah that's right he Kyle's said planning on taking his yep. trip down yep. across the country right, remember making it to sema we gotta try and go to sema this year see both of them <sighs> yeah that'd be cool it would be fun <laughs> hey anyone want to donate a couple of flights and hotels to sema <laughs> maybe some tickets feel Come free on. to hit us up any sponsors <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. My boss is already going because there's, I think, four people from our dealership get SEMA passes every year. Yeah. I don't know if we can both be out of work at the same time. I have to tell him to stay his ass yeah, tell. in New York. Come on, You've been to Vegas enough. Yeah. It's my shot. Let's, t- let's go. All right. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, follow so, us. Yeah, give give uh, yourself a shout out over there. 
at Cars and Caffeine Podcast oh, on Instagram. Oh, nice shout out, yeah. Perfect. Obviously, we got Twitter and Facebook <laughs> and all that stuff. All uh, Twitter, you can find at Cars and Caffeine Podcast, but it's at Cars and Caff Pod. But I only do that once in a while. Honestly, honestly, Twitter's not my thing. I'm, I do. I'm Every once in a while, I'll share um, yeah. a podcast episode. Or I'm a, I'm a talk Facebook a and Instagram kind of guy. Yeah, and um, my own personal Instagram is at Streamline underscore Photography. Just pictures of cars and dogs. Yeah, give me a follow at B Potsy on Instagram. Uh, just my name on Facebook. I don't have a fancy page for myself or anything, but uh, yeah, same shit. Cars, caffeine, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So that's hey, we hammered out a couple episodes today. Hopefully, everyone enjoys. Definitely go give us some some good ratings and reviews on iTunes. Give us a follow. We appreciate all that. Yes, thank you everybody for listening. And uh, And until next time, we're out. See ya.